Hi, this is book three, episode 11 of Puritans Read, where we read great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Continuing today, The Godly Man's Picture by Thomas Watson, chapter four, showing the characteristics of a godly man, and section 11, the uses. Use one. If humility is the inseparable character of a godly man, let us test our hearts by this touchstone. Are we humble? Alas, where does their godliness appear who are swollen with pride and ready to burst? But though men are proud, they will not confess it. This bastard of pride is born, but none are willing to father it. Therefore, let me ask a few questions and let conscience answer. Number one, are not those who are given to boasting proud? Your glorying is not good. 1 Corinthians 5, 6. Firstly, those who glory in their riches, their hearts swell with their estates. St. Bernard calls pride the rich man's cousin. Thine heart is lifted up because of thy riches. Ezekiel 28, 5. Secondly, those who glory in their apparel. Many dress themselves in such fashions as to make the devil fall in love with them. Black spots, gaudy attire, naked breasts. What are these but the flags and banners which pride displays? Thirdly, those who glory in their beauty. The body is but dust and blood kneaded together. Solomon says beauty is vain. Proverbs 31, 30. Yet some are so vain as to be proud of vanity. Fourthly, those who glory in their gifts. These trappings and ornaments do not set them off in God's eyes. An angel is a knowledgeable creature, but take away humility from an angel, and he is a devil. Number two. Are not those who have a high opinion of their own excellences proud? Those who look at themselves in the magnifying mirror of self-love appear in their own eyes better than they are. Simon Magus gave out that he was some great one, Acts 8, 9. Alexander felt the need to be the son of Jupiter and of the race of gods. Sapor, king of Persia, styles himself brother of the sun and moon. He tosses aside his paint pots and his words one and a half feet long. Horace. I have read of a pope who trod upon the neck of Frederick the emperor and as a cloak for his pride cited that text, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Psalm 91, 13. There is no idol like self. The proud man bows down to this idol. Number three, are not those who despise others proud? The Pharisees trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Luke 18, 9. The Chinese people say that Europe has one eye and they have two and all the rest of the world is blind. A proud man looks upon others with such an eye of scorn as Goliath did upon David. When the Philistine looked about and saw David, 
he disdained him. 1 Samuel 17.42 They who stand upon the pinnacle of pride look upon other men as no bigger than crows. Number four. Are not those who trumpet their own praise proud? Before those days rose up Theudas, boasting himself to be somebody. Acts 5.36 A proud man is the herald of his own good deeds. He blazes his own fame, and therein lies his vice, to paint his own virtue. Number five. Are not those who take the glory due to God to themselves proud? Is not this great Babylon that I have built? Daniel 4.30 So says the proud man, Are not these the prayers I have made? Are not these the works of charity I have done? When Herod had made an oration, and the people cried him up for a god, Acts 12.22, he was well content to have that honor done to him. Pride is the greatest sacrilege. It robs God of his glory. Number six, are not those who are never pleased with their condition proud? They speak harshly of God, taxing his care and wisdom as if he had not dealt well with them. A proud man God himself cannot please, but like Momus, he is forever finding fault and flying in the face of heaven. Oh, let us search if there is none of this leaven of pride in us. Man is naturally a proud piece of flesh. The sin runs in the blood. Our first parents fell by their pride. They aspired to deity. There are the seeds of this in the best, but the godly do not allow themselves in it. They strive to kill this weed by mortification. But certainly, where this sin reigns and prevails, it cannot stand with grace. You may as well call him who lacks discretion a prudent man, as him who lacks humility a godly man. Use 2. Strive for this characteristic. Be humble. It is an apostolic exhortation. Be clothed with humility. 1 Peter 5.5 Put it on as an embroidered robe, it is better to lack anything rather than humility. It is better to lack gifts rather than humility. No, it is better to lack the comforts of the spirit rather than lack humility. What doth the Lord require of thee but to walk humbly with thy God? Micah 6, 8. Number one, the more value any man has, the more humble he is. Feathers fly up, but gold descends. The golden saint descends in humility. Some of the ancients have compared humility to the Celadonian stone, which is little for substance, but of rare virtue. Number two, God loves a humble soul. It is not our high birth, but our low hearts that God delights in. A humble spirit is in God's view. To this man I will look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit. Isaiah 66, 2. A humble heart is God's palace. 
I dwell in the high and holy place, with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit. Isaiah 57, 15. Great personages, besides their houses of state, have lesser houses which, upon occasion, they retreat to. Besides God's house of state in heaven, he has the humble soul for his retiring house, where he takes up his rest and solaces himself. Let Italy boast that it is for pleasure the garden of the world. A humble heart glories in this, that it is the presence chamber of the great king. Number three, the times we live in are humbling. The Lord seems to say to us now, as he did to Israel, put off thy ornaments from thee, that I may know what to do unto thee. Exodus 33, 5. My displeasure is breaking forth. I have eclipsed the light of the sanctuary. I have stained the waters with blood. I have shot the arrow of pestilence. Therefore, lay down your pride. Put off your ornaments. Woe to them that lift themselves up when God is casting them down. When should people be humble if not under the rod? Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. 1 Peter 5, 6. When God afflicts his people and cuts them short in their privileges, it is time then to sew sackcloth on their skin and defile their horn, or honor, in the dust. Job sixteen fifteen. Number four. What a horrid sin pride is. St. Chrysostom calls it the mother of hell. Pride is a complicated evil, as Aristotle said. Justice comprehends all virtue in itself, so pride comprehends all vice. It is a spiritual drunkenness. It flies up like wine into the brain and intoxicates it. It is idolatry. A proud man is a self-worshipper. It is revenge. Haman plotted Mordecai's death because he would not bow the knee. How odious this sin is to God. 1 Peter 5, 5. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Proverbs 16, 5. Number five. The mischief of pride. It is the breakneck of souls. Surely Moab shall be as Sodom. This shall they have for their pride. Zephaniah 2, 9 and 10. The doves, says Pliny, take a pride in their feathers and in their flying high. At last they fly so high that they are a prey to the hawk. Men fly so high in pride that at last they are a prey to the devil, the prince of the air. Number six. Humility raises one's esteem in the eyes of others. All give respect to the humble. Before honor is humility. Proverbs 15, 33. Question. What means may we use to be humble? Answer, one. Let us set before us the golden pattern of Christ. He commenced doctor in humility, 
but made himself of no reputation and was made in the likeness of men. Philemon 2, 7. Oh, what abasement it was for the Son of God to take our flesh. Know that Christ should take our nature when it was in disgrace, being stained with sin. This was the wonder of humility. Look at a humble Savior and let the plumes of pride fall. Answer two, study God's immensity and purity. A sight of glory humbles. Elijah wrapped his face in a mantle when God's glory passed before him. 1 Kings 19.13 The stars vanish when the sun appears. Answer three, let us study ourselves. First, our dark side. By looking at our faces in the mirror of the word, we see our spots. What a world of sin swarms in us. We may say with Bernard, Lord, I am nothing but sin or sterility, either sinfulness or barrenness. Secondly, our light side. Is there any good in us? One, how disproportionate it is to the means of grace we have enjoyed. There is still something lacking in our faith. 1 Thessalonians 3.10 O Christian, do not be proud of what you have, but be humble for what you lack. 2. The grace we have is not of our own growth. We are beholden to Christ and free grace for it. As he said of that axe which fell in the water, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. 2 Kings 6.5 So I may say, of all the good and excellence in us, it is borrowed. Would it not be folly to be proud of a ring that is loaned? For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? 1 Corinthians 4.7 The moon has no cause to be proud of her light when she borrows it from the sun. 3. How far short we come of others. Perhaps other Christians are giants in grace. They are in Christ not only before us, but above us. We are like the foot in Christ's body. They are like the eye. 4. Our beauty is spotted. The church is said to be fair as the moon, Song of Solomon 6.10 which, when it shines brightest, has a dark spot in it. Faith is mixed with infidelity. A Christian has that in his very grace, which may humble him. 5. If we would be humble, let us contemplate our mortality. Shall dust exalt itself? The thoughts of the grave should bury our pride. They say that when there is a swelling in the body, the hand of a dead man stroking that part cures the swelling. The serious meditation of death is enough to cure the swelling of pride. This has been book three, episode 11 of Puritan's Read. We read the godly man's picture, chapter four, and finishing section 11.